It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, October 2nd. I'm Donald Ware. Can't believe it is already October and week five of the HBCU football season. And we got a lot to get to today on Takeaway Tuesday. First of all, I want to send our condolences and our thoughts and prayers really are with Christian Abercrombie, the linebacker from Tennessee State. I don't know if you heard about this, but the young man was injured in the game in the second quarter in Tennessee State or in Tennessee State's game versus Vanderbilt. He made what seemed to be, at least from everything I'm reading, a routine tackle and then walked off the field under his own power before collapsing. He had to be rushed to Vanderbilt Hospital where emergency surgery was performed Um, on his brain and so he's still um, according to head coach Rod Reed in critical condition and um, so a GoFundMe page has been set up for him as well so I invite you to google that and support um, that young man you just hate to see anything like that happen Um, there's just such a great danger with football and, and a lot is being done to try to keep the game safe but that seemed to be a routine play um, and, and him trying to make a tackle, and this happens to him. So just a dangerous, dangerous game. And, again, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, Christian Abercrombie. Again, he's listed in critical condition as of this podcast, which is at about mm, 8.30 p.m. or so uh, Eastern time on Tuesday. Um, want to get back to the Tennessee State and Vanderbilt game. Tennessee State remains number one in the box to row HBCU coaches and media polls. And I mean, rightfully so they lose that game 31 to 27. They were two and zero last week. Um, they were number one. And I think that rightfully show. So they should have been number one. It was a split vote. As a matter of fact, amongst the coaches you had, obviously Tennessee state receiving the most votes followed by A&T and then one vote apiece uh, for Prairie View A&M and Alcorn State, which I think also, I mean, you can make an argument for both of those uh, teams as well. So we'll talk more about that a little bit later on. I want to start um, in terms of talking about last week's game. I want to start with talking about the State Fair Classic in Dallas, an annual event, one of the bigger HBCU football classics. They had in excess of 47,000 um, at that game at the Cotton Bowl. As Prairie View A&M downed Grambling 22 to 16, it had been quite a while since Prairie View A&M had gotten the best of Grambling. I think you have to go back to 2013, and you know I'd been saying that I thought right now at this moment, or not right this moment, but going back for the last couple of weeks, that I thought Prairie View A&M was the best team in the Western Division. Their offense, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you look at Dewanya Tucker, the running back. He's had a couple of 200-yard games this year. You look at Jalen Morton, last week's box to row, National Player of the Week, 511 yards of total offense and a big victory by Prairie View A&M over Arkansas Pine Bluff. And, I mean, there's a reason. I mean, I thought they would win this game. Um, I, I, I think they... You know, Grambling is still trying to find itself, especially on the offensive side of the football. They they operate with two quarterbacks. And as the old saying goes, when you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. And it's not a knock. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you had, you know, a an all-America quarterback 
for meaning Grambling for the last couple of years. So it's sort of hard to now come in and it, you know and hope to have duplicate some of that same success and it's just not happening right now. Um, you know, you look at Alden Clark and Jeremy Hickbottom, both of those guys have um, for the entire season they both both of them have taken reps and you know it just caught up it, it, you know Gramlin to this point had won the games that it was supposed to win, but they ran up against a really good Prairie View A&M team. So, uh, again, talked about this last week on the program. You look at what Prairie View A&M has done so far this season, losing the uh, game, uh, a walk-off field goal, if you will, to Rice and FBS opponents, th- opponent 31-28. to They come back next week in the MEAC SWAC Challenge and pretty much handle North Carolina Central lose the following week to Sam Houston State, a perennial power in FCS, but they scored a bunch of points. They lose to UNLV the week after that. Um, again, scored a bunch of points in that game, showed themselves well, really, in that game. Then the blowout against UAPB. So they were they were primed to win this football game against uh, Grambling. And and listen, uh, you know, th- this is a Prairie View A&M, a Panther program that has really liked to run the football. Um, and the running game was okay this week. You know, Tucker didn't get off as he's done in weeks past. 19 carries for 72 yards, but he was effective in the pass game as the Panthers rushed for 137 yards as a team. But Jalen Morton continues to impress. 23 of 34, 269 yards, three touchdowns, had one interception. And, oh, by the way, he utilized his back in Dewanya Tucker, three receptions, 89 yards, one touchdown, had the touchdown for 80 yards. But I think more impressively with respect to the Panthers was its defense, was their defense. You know, I talked about this on the show last week that um, we knew that Prairie View A&M had the offense. It was the defense that was a question mark. I'd always said this year that I think the defense is better this year than it was last year, but I'm not, you know, I don't know how good the defense is. Yeah, Grambling may not be that offensive juggernaut that it's been in years past, but to be able to hold Grambling to just 42 yards rushing and in the game, um, when you look at overall 311 yards of total offense. I think that is pretty good, particularly in today's college football game where, you know, at one time when you were holding a an offense under 300 yards of total offense, you were really doing something. Now if you're holding a team under 320, you know, 330 yards of total offense, it's pretty good these days. So you had to be super impressed with Prairie View A&M from a defensive perspective. Willie Green in the game, three and a half tackles for a loss. He also had two and a half sacks. And uh, J. Anthony Parker, the defensive back for Prairie View A&M, really, really continues to impress, really continues to impress and is having a, a solid season. It was a Boxer Row All-America preseason coming into the season and so a big win by Prairie View A&M of course they had they hold their own destiny in their hands right now um, if you're uh, talking about them in terms of winning the Western Division yes they still have Southern to play they still have a lot of teams to play but I think they you know I said it I thought that they they were already the front runner coming into that um, 
into that, uh, into the, not to the season, but, you know, the last couple of weeks, you know, just to me, they were the team to beat. And now they've sort of, they've gone, taken it a step further to solidify that again with still a lot of games remaining and Southern still on the schedule as well. Let's get back to that Vanderbilt and Tennessee State game. Uh, Tennessee State falling in that game 31 to 27. Tennessee State had to come back. They came back from 24 down 24 to 13 in the third quarter. They took the lead 27 to 24. Ultimately, Vanderbilt scored late, took the lead or regained the lead at 31 and 27. And then, um, unfortunately for Tennessee State, they had another couple of opportunities, but just could not, you know, they got close. I think they got to their, to the 30 yard, to the Vanderbilt 30 yard line to try and regain the lead late in the game. And I uh, just was not able to get it done. But if you're Tennessee State, um, you know, you're looking at this game. And, and I think the HBCU world is looking at this game as, um, you know, there's no such things as you no know, such thing really as, um, you know, a, a, a sentimental win, if you will, a, a win that really doesn't happen, but you play well. But at the end of the day, this is a Tennessee State team that. I realize Vanderbilt may not be a great program, but at the end of the day, they play in a Power 5 conference. Matter of fact, not only do they play in a Power 5 conference, they probably play in the best conference in all of college football in the SEC. Are they a great team? No, but if you can play a Power 5 team and have the lead late, okay, in the game, only to fall in that game, that's pretty good. I mean, that's really, really saying something. I mean, I think that speaks volumes to um, to really uh, not only HBCU football and more specifically uh, HBCU football amongst the FCS institutions, but it also speaks, to, in my opinion, to FCS football. I mean, that's a big, you know, yeah, listen, they didn't win the game, but that's big. I mean, to be able to um, take S- an SEC opponent to the wire, I mean that 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 is really really saying something. So you got to give Tennessee State a lot of credit, and the coaches and the media in the box to row polls gave Tennessee State that credit. Um, and again, they they ranked number one this week. Um, you know, followed by North Carolina A and T, and then Prairie View A and M moves up in the polls as well. You know, I, I tell you what. Um, Prairie View is playing some pretty good football, but Alcorn State is playing some pretty good football too. Alcorn State defeated Southern 20-3 on the road. That game was in Baton Rouge, and not only was that game in Baton Rouge, it was homecoming. That's a huge, huge, huge victory, okay, a huge victory uh, for Alcorn State. Again, Prairie View a and I mentioned the fact that they still have to play Southern. Well, guess what? They play Southern on Saturday, and that game is going to be at home for Prairie View A&M, and then um, two weeks from next week, so three weeks essentially from this past weekend, Alcorn State, Prairie View A&M going to get together. That game going to be played in Prairie View, and that could definitely be a preview for this year's SWAC championship game. But, again, give Alcorn State a lot of credit. Noah Johnson playing well, the quarterback. You know, I get on the conference calls um, on Monday, the SWAC calls, the coaches' calls, and 
you know, Fred McNair's not happy with the way that his team is playing. Even though they won 20-3, to he knows that they can do better, and he knows that Prairie View A&M is on the horizon. And then, of course, the SWAC championship game is on the horizon as well. So he definitely wants his team to play better. But I think, you know, a 23 to 20-3 to victory over Southern um, is a good win. Again, P.J. Simmons running the football well. But more impressively with Alcorn State is its defense. Alcorn State's defense has suffered the last couple of years. It has not been good, uh, but but it's better. It's much better. And again, it showed uh, it showed that it was true in the victory over Southern again on the road. Morehouse continues to remain undefeated. Morehouse, you know, again another big win. For Morehouse, I mean, you know, Morehouse just continues to win. They're the only undefeated team in HBCU football. A duplicate score to the game that they had last week in Chicago, in the Chicago Football Classic when they defeated Miles. Um, And, again, this time around, duplicate score. They defeat Kentucky State 23-21. Morehouse continues to remain undefeated. Bowie State finally able to beat Winston-Salem State 20-17. We've seen this this particular rivalry play out um, the last couple of years in the CIAA championship game. As a matter of fact, if my memory serves me correctly, in the last two two CIAA championship games, um, Winston-Salem State has won both of those games, I believe, by three points. Um, So uh, for Bowie State to be able to get this victory, they're now 4-1 on the season. It was a big win, or yeah, four and one on the season was a big win over Winston Salem State, who is now zero and two in the conference. Meanwhile, Bowie State moves to two and zero. Another impressive win: Florida A and M defeating North Carolina Central fifty-five to fourteen in this game. Ryan Stanley was named the Box to Row National Player of the Week. A phenomenal performance: thirteen of eighteen. Um, he threw for in excess of 250 yards. He had four touchdowns and no interceptions in the game as Florida A&M continues to impress so much so now they're ranked in the Box to Row uh, media poll. They were already ranked in the Box to Row coaches poll, but now they're ranked in the Box to Row media poll. More importantly, seems like a long time ago that loss to Jackson State. Um, it was just, what, three weeks ago or so. But more importantly for Florida A&M, they remain undefeated in the conference play in MEAC play and looking at them and they're not looking ahead obviously but they got a big showdown in Greensboro in two weeks against North Carolina A&T. Norfolk State continues to roll. They defeated Delaware State 54 to 28 and listen this is a Norfolk State team that's off uh, to a great three and one start. Um, Maybe this is the year that Norfolk State can challenge. Still a long way to go but I think they're in better shape this year than they've been in years past. And, yeah, I realize Delaware State isn't the greatest of football teams, but 54 points is 54 points, and that is, in fact, what Norfolk State was able to score. Speaking of Box to Row National Players of the Week, Fayetteville State um, defeated Chowan 40-38. to in, in essence, the game was tied at 38 apiece, and Fayetteville State got a safety. And it ultimately led to victory. Stevie Green, also named Box to Row National Player of the Week. He now had, he rushed for in excess of 200 yards in the game. He now has three career games where he has rushed for more 
than 200 yards. And uh, to be able to check out exactly uh, what Stevie Green did, uh, Fayetteville State, and then what Ryan Stanley of Florida A&M did, log on to our website at BoxToRow.com, and you can read on their player of the week status. Also, Albany State defeats Miles 30-24. to Albany State sort of got off to the, flow, uh, the slow start this season, but more importantly, the Golden Rams are now 2-0 and in conference play. And I'll tell you what, that's big in SIAC play. That's big for Albany State, reason being because they're going to have that showdown um, with Benedict. And if you've heard this HBCU Football Daily podcast over the last couple of months, you know that I've been saying that I think Benedict is the team to beat, and I still think Benedict is the team to beat. Um, Benedict also winning um, its football game against Central Florida on, or excuse me, Central State, that is, 24 to 14 this past Saturday. That's Takeaway Tuesday for you on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget about the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row airing on a radio station near you. Log on to our website at boxtorow.com to find a radio station in your area that carries the program. You can also listen on satellite radio, Sirius XM Channel 142, each Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time, again, on Sirius XM Channel 142. Have a great evening.